From our creative studios here in Northern California, you are listening to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, and I am your host, Sonia Paz. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, valuable resources, and art marketing, along with decades of experience to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Alrighty, Team Rockstar, you are about to rock this holiday season with the magic of your amazing creativity to embark on a unique and profitable selling season. To get your art or creative products into the hands of dozens or hundreds of lucky gift recipients. This is the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. I am your creator and host, Sonia Paz. We will be discussing a hot topic on the show today about doing craft shows, doing vendor shows for the holiday season. Now, I'm going to point out a few things that are great, some do's and some serious don'ts, and also a little bit of the flip side from someone who has done not only the front end of a craft show, but I have organized them as well. Some things to consider and some things to know before you embark on this amazing journey of selling your art to the masses. Now, what got me thinking about this specific episode was some a, a few emails that I had received, and one namely from a glass artist out of Reno, Nevada. His name is Andrew, and he had asked a number of questions. But one thing that he did ask was, if I had any experience with putting on craft shows and if I could give him a little bit of insight about what he needs to know starting out. He's done some craft shows and he has good things to say about the promoters and not some good things to say about the promoters. And I want to tackle that because promoting craft fairs, any kind of vendor fair, I don't care what it is. If you have giant symposiums or if you have um, harvest festivals or if you have a church craft show, the people that are doing the work, setting this all up for you has an incredible amount of hurdles that they need to, they need to do. And they need to, they have a checklist that you don't even believe. So I thought this would be fun because I have done my share of craft shows from everything from harvest festivals to Art Expo International in New York City to local church, you know, boutiques that are just down the street. You know, I started out doing uh, all those different things and it did, it built it up, it built up from the small and very affordable fees to participate in these shows to thousands of dollars. But right now, what I really want to focus on is your local vicinity. If you're just, if you're getting out there, whether, and, and, and this is great, everyone, I've said this in past podcasts, even if you are a seasoned vendor at a craft show and you've been doing this 20 years, I'm going to give you some insight of things that you may not even realize and may not even know. First of all, I want to be able to touch on why you're doing this. Well, tis the season. Here we go. The, you know, you always hear about the the big, big brands having mega sales, the department stores, the online retailers and everything else. 
but people love to go to a community event where they can get some handmade, one-of-a-kind creations. And these are great. And around this time of the year, I would say most smaller communities and bigger communities will, will have these. Now, when I refer to local shows, I am referring to something within an hour to maybe even an hour and a half drive. That, for me, is local. If I drive an hour and a half to get to an, a venue, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to take that risk and I'm going to take that drive and I'm going to set myself up so that people not in my immediate area, I, you know, I will cater to the folks that are in my, you know, five mile radius area of where I live, but I want to get out to, to other areas where people may not necessarily have seen my art. So one Sign up for these. A lot of these um, will have waiting lists for months. Those are the big ones. But check in. Sometimes they get last-minute cancellations. Sometimes they have a waiting list. And it's really good to at least get your hat in the ring and, and check in with those vendors. So if you're checking with a craft fair or an organization like Harvest Festivals that have a huge, you know, they're using convention center-sized rooms, And yes, they are filling those spaces up because they pay for the room regardless and they need to they need to maintain a specific capacity of of vendors. So be sure to check those out, make a phone call, connect with the vendors and see if you can get into those shows. Then there are smaller craft shows that are run by schools or senior centers. They may be put on by the Rotary Club or the Lions Club or any of those type of organizations Check those out because a lot of those end up with space or they have last minute availability. So let's fast forward a little bit and say that you have already contacted and you've gotten into these shows and you are a vendor and you've not done this before or maybe you've done it a hundred times before. There's checklists and there's things to know and things to consider to bring. Now I'm going to go through about my top five favorites and I will have all of this in the show notes. So I do want you to check rockstarmentor.com slash blog and you can get to those show notes pretty, pretty quickly. And um, I'm also going to have a download at the end of this episode. And I will tell you how that you can participate and get that, that free download of the basic exhibitor toolkit that I have crafted specifically for the craft shows. Now, number one, I would say nine out of 10 times the, um, the smaller craft shows will provide to you a table, whether it's a six or eight foot table. But take this into consideration, everyone, for when you pack up your show to take. Now, if you're traveling a distance and you have the opportunity to have additional stock or inventory in your car or truck or whatever, then that's great. If you are in a smaller vehicle and you are only allowed so many bins in your car and you can leave any inventory in there that would be great you're going to have limited space at the table space you're going to have limited space underneath and it's going to be pretty hectic they cram as many people as they can typically into these into these shows so travel light bring your best sellers the worst thing is to have a table so packed full of so much stuff that you cannot possibly have a great selling 
feature. It will be really hard just to get everything on the table. So bring Travel Light. Depends on if it's a one-day show or a two-day show, or perhaps it's just an afternoon show. If it's something that's just in the afternoon, pack for it. Do you need to bring eight bins packed full of jewelry? Probably not. If you have an opportunity to bring the bestsellers, do that. What are the bestsellers? I don't know. You tell me. You're the one selling your product. You should, at this point, be knowing what you are selling, which are your favorites, and which ones sell the best. Your display. How do you turn an 8-foot or 6-foot table, or even a 4-foot table, into a magnificent, multi-tiered shopping experience? It's easy. You don't even need to spend a lot of money on displays. Use boxes underneath your tablecloth. Tear your Tear some small little cardboard boxes, or better yet, use plastic storage bins that you can pack your stuff back into. There is an episode, and I will put it in the show notes. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I did a whole podcast or two on setting up your table for the maximum exposure. That's the best thing that you can do for yourself is add depth and texture to your display. You don't need to get fancy giant racks full of things unless that's your unless you need to but chances are keep it light keep it super simple and give your art or your jewelry or your candles or bottles or whatever you're creating give them some breathing room people can appreciate more of what you've got when you have spaced it out a bit and give it a little bit more texture and depth on your display number 3 If you're doing several events, promote your other events. People follow and they want to see you at other events. They're going to go home. They're going to wish they had gotten more of your items and purchased more of your things. So let people know where you're going to be next. This not only helps you, it helps other events that you're doing and really helps get the word out there. We live in a mecca of social media. We live in an area where you can share an event at a, fi- at a touch of a finger, why not do that? Oftentimes, the promoters will provide you with a schedule or they'll give you some postcards or flyers for you to take and promote. They're not giving you this stuff, everyone, because they have nothing else better to do with it. They're giving it to you so you will pass it on. Heck, put one in each bag of the items that you're selling. Why wouldn't you want a return customer coming to see you at another event? That in itself is such a gift. I don't know if you're going to get it right away, but as you start selling your art, you start selling your products, and you let people know where you go, and you see them again, and they're coming there to see you, oh, heck yeah, it's a gift. It's amazing. That is called building your collector base. And if you can promote and help the other events that are promoting you, why not do that? In fact, You should be doing that. And if you're not doing that, I'm going to totally scold you and get on your case because this is important. All right. We've talked about this one. We are number five here. Custom orders. If you are not doing custom orders, you are doing yourself such a disservice. These are also called commissions, which means that you are doing a custom commission, a custom order for someone. They are paying you in advance to create some, something for them that is a guaranteed sale. Now, I have 
information coming up on the website. I'm, com- I'm working on a webinar right now called Crushing It With Commissions, which is going to be um, opening its doors for signing up here coming up in January. And this is going to be the game changer in your art business. But for the meantime, if you have questions on custom orders and how to really grasp that market and build that collector base, go ahead and message me. Go ahead and send me a note at uh, mentor at rockstarmentor.com. And I can give you a little bit of advice um, pre-course to what I'll be launching in January. And that, like I said, that will be called Crushing It With Commissions, Your Success Into Custom Orders. But um, right now, work on what you have with your, with your existing product. If someone has a question about custom orders and you need a quick question answered, feel free, ping me. I'm totally accessible. Be happy to answer any questions that you have. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Did you know that you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash rockstar? Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from that you can download onto your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And for you, the listeners of the Rockstar Mentor podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash rockstar. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash rockstar for your free audiobook. All right, now I want to touch a little bit on the promotional end of the craft fair circuit. Now, there is a lot of work put in, that is put into doing any kind of promotion for any kind of event. But the promotion that is being done for craft fairs and for specialty boutiques and that kind of thing is not a light feat. Now, one thing that Andrew, who had written to me, the one who does, he does glass ornaments throughout the holiday. He just started doing this and he's having a ball. He's done a couple craft shows. And one of the things, (laughs) one of the feedbacks he gave to me was that he went to a craft fair and did, did the event and the promoter was somewhat on the cranky side. Well, I've been there. I have done shows where the promoters are less than friendly, but they put on a doggone good show. And you got to you got to sort of balance the good with the bad, the pros and the cons and the good, the do's and the don'ts. Now, of course, it doesn't benefit everyone if somebody is disgruntled and, you know, isn't so amazingly friendly as far as being a promoter. Now, for me, I've done promotion. I am as friendly as they come. But you have to realize that you've got dozens of people asking you a bazillion questions. A good promoter will prepare you with exactly what you need to know. The who, what, where, when, and why. So who's going to be there? What's going to be there? What other vendors are going to be there? What do you need to bring? When do you need to set up? The time, the date, the place. They're going to give you everything. If you have to chase them down for this information, not good. That means that they are not doing their job. 
A good promoter will supply you with every single piece of information that you need to have ready for yourself and for them to make the event a success. They should be prepared and they should be supplying you with little postcards or flyers. They should give you a digital graphic so that you can promote this on your Facebook page, your Twitter, your social media, your Instagram, your customer newsletters. They should be giving you a, sort of just a small promotion snippet, a small graphic of the poster that they are sending out. These are basic marketing tools that that really need to happen. And I don't care if it's the first inaugural event or if it's the 75th annual event. There's going to be a variety and a ton of people who have never heard of the event that are new. And of course, you've got the, you know, the regulars and the old timers and the, the consistent vendors who are going and attending these and participating and selling. you got the old and the new, the good and the great. So why not just make it greater? Share that information. Help them get the word out. Help them get, help yourself get the word out for your own artwork, your own craft and your own designs. One last thing I want to touch on as far as being a promoter for any kind of event. The reason that a good promoter will have everything documented and notify you of all of the things that you need to know is because they've been asked these questions hundreds and hundreds of times. If you're a vendor and you have any questions, before you reach out to the, to the organizer, have a look at the documentation that they emailed you or mailed to you and make sure that your question isn't answered there already. We all do our best to make sure that everyone is on the same page, but sometimes that doesn't necessarily work out that way. One of the things that a good organizer will do is pre-assign the vendor spaces in advance. I know for me, I don't usually send out a space number or anything prior to the event because things always happen. People drop out. A lot of people have changes at the last minute and that happens. We're all human. You have to cancel or maybe you want an extra space or what have you. If you pre-assign the spaces and you have everything ready, then it just adds for a much easier load-in and setup. If you were to do a first-come, first-serve, that, in my opinion, and of the opinion on professional organizers and professional promoters, is that everything has to be done in advance. Pre-assigning spaces is done not only for economical purposes, for loading and unloading and that type of stuff, but it is economical and well thought out because you don't want five jewelers in a row. You want to be sure that you have a good variety and you have a really great flow. There is actually a science to shopping. There is a way and there is a method to the madness. So before you go to an event and you're all in a twister about where your space is, please give your organizer or promoter the benefit of the doubt that they know what they're doing. I really want to thank Andrew from Reno, Nevada for sending me some notes and questions. I hope I addressed them. I did. He had a lot of questions, but I went ahead and answered him offline. But I wanted to definitely touch base on some of the ones I thought were, were, were I don't want to say humorous, but um, 
you know, a little bit more hot topic and get him feeling really good about about himself and about the artwork that he does. If you've encountered any stories or you have any funny stories about promoters or events where things have gone awry or if there's been some crazy drama or something, I'd love to hear it. I would I'd love to have a type of blooper reel or even a, you know, true true vendor stories from the front lines episode. I think that would be a blast and I know that there are a few because I know a lot of people and I know a lot of vendors. I know a ton of promoters and there are some really juicy stories from both sides of the fence. So if you have something that is like that, please send it over. Mentor at rockstarmentor.com. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Rockstar Mentor podcast today. I am your host, Sonia Paz, and I am thrilled to be able to offer you all of this great advice and experience that I have learned over the years in creating my own art business and developing products and getting my art out to the masses. Any support that you can provide for Rockstar Mentor Podcast, you can visit us at rockstarmentorpodcast.com. We have a variety of different platforms that our podcast is hosted on, such as iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. If you enjoy this podcast and you find value in it, please give us a review. It only takes a moment and it really helps us out on any of these platforms to let others know about our podcast. And of course, if you are an artist and you know other artists, please share this podcast with them. That way we can help other people manage and excel in this creative art industry. We also have a Patreon page where you can support the show as little as a couple dollars a month. A little bit does go a long way, especially when you are supporting a podcast like ours, where we are offering you great advice and freebie downloads. Sometimes it just helps with any of the logistical costs it takes just to host the show. All of the information for our show is listed on our website at rockstarmentor.com. We have everything from free downloads to you can listen to the podcast straight from the player on the podcast page. And of course, if you're not much of a listener and you're more of a reader, we do have great show notes in the blog section of the website. We also have a mastermind group that you can join in and sign up for via the website. This way, not only can you participate in some of the conversations, you can join in, give advice or ask questions and other artists will be there to help you out. If you'd like to know more about me and the artwork that I do, you can reach me at soniapaz.com. I have hundreds of products on my website from artwork that I've created that we have transformed into products. We want to help you do this too. Please do sign up on the website, get our VIP notifications, and stick with us. Listen and do subscribe. You can reach me directly at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and look forward to talking to you soon. 